0: Hello, this is Claire Granlund from Amsterdam. This is my first bi-monthly mix for the Decisive podcast series hosted by Roberto Ingram. And I am very excited to take you on this journey with me that I call Dark Sense with No Fixed Destination.
1: Hello, music lovers around the world. It's June 11th, 2020. I am Roberto Q. Ingram, and you are listening to the Decisive Podcast, bi-monthly DJ mix and interview series. I surely hope that you are doing well during these challenging times. Today, it is my pleasure to welcome to the program another female on the program whom I could say when I first met her seemed kind of warm, funny, witty young lady from Amsterdam. She's uh, a Amsterdam-based producer and DJ Her name is Claire Guanlund. Claire, did I pronounce it right? (laughs) Yes, yes.
0: (laughs) Ten points for you. (laughs) Uh,
1: Welcome to the program, my dear. Thanks for having me. How are you doing today? I'm good. Good, good.
0: Yeah. Well rested. Um, Yesterday was my birthday. Um, Hold up. Wait a minute. Stop the press.
1: (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday (laughs) to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to Claire. Happy birthday to you. Yes,
0: amazing. Thank you. I didn't <laughs> practice that
1: one. <laughs> that was a kind of a mixture between Frank Sinatra and, and Harry Belafonte. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Next time, I definitely want to dance with it as well. Okay, cool.
1: <laughs> but you're doing okay, huh?
0: Yeah, Since your birthday. yeah good.
1: So you cooked yeah. a five five-course meal for your birthday huh
0: yeah uh together with my best friend he's actually a chef and restaurant owner of uh one of amsterdam's uh, best japanese udon places well they're, they're the only place that make uh, fresh udon Okay. and uh, so yeah he knows what he's doing and uh, we like to uh, cook together and uh, like a five-star restaurant
1: i hate you so much right now ah (laughs) well uh i'm glad that that you had a good time and uh can you tell me a little bit what was on the menu
0: yes (laughs) we had all the fancy stuff we started oysters um then we had um coquillas uh, Persian recipe actually mm-hmm. and then I made dorada from the oven mm-hmm. from my new kitchen <laughs>
1: DJs can cook yeah. folks <laughs> I, I saw the dorada and uh, looks like you were poking holes in it with um, rosemary and lemons okay.
0: yeah 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 and stuff it with some dill yeah it's great
1: oh so that was dill not rosemary also okay
0: just mm-hmm. a lot of different herbs mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah
1: mm-hmm. what else what <laughs> else You had also uh oysters i thought i saw
0: yeah yeah that's that was the first one and then coquillas and then dorada i can't eat oysters
1: no no (laughs) (laughs) oh man i i regurgitate when i i don't know if the the uh the this fluid that comes this water or oil what is it that comes Sea taste yes
0: (laughs) you eat fish though
1: yeah well yeah i love it okay good I love the rotting. How long did how long did it take to cook?
0: Um it doesn't go in for too long. I, I would say like twenty minutes and then we did the grill on as well
1: for a bit. So the whole project so the whole process took the whole day?
0: Yeah, well, slightly, yeah. That's why I was so busy that day. I, <laughs>
1: when you're a new kitchen and a new place. Yeah.
0: But um, yeah, I'm I'm aspiri- as- aspiring vegan basically. But uh, okay. yeah, mm-hmm. you know, with mm-hmm. my Finnish roots, uh, the fish uh, slips in there sometimes.
1: Mm. Yeah. Okay. Matter <laughs> of fact, where where were you born and raised actually?
0: Uh, I'm born and raised in uh, Gouda actually, the mm-hmm. cheese town.
1: Okay. Um, oh, oh
0: yeah. Gouda, yeah. Gouda. <laughs> and um, but. Uh, when I was pretty young, I already moved to Amsterdam. So I've been living here for 12 years and in between actually some other other places around the world. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's my roots. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I hope you're safe and well during these trying times. Um, how does the coronavirus uh, pandemic affect you and your way of life?
0: Well, honestly- um, Or shall I say
1: affected so far? Yeah.
0: Yeah, honestly, uh, what we saw happening here, as in other countries as well, a lot of work stopped and uh, some work you do from home, When it, but when it comes to events, of course, that's just all got cancelled or postponed. Um, but the positive thing is that it gave me a lot of time to actually work on music and that's what I've been doing. Okay. So. I see it actually as um, quite a positive thing that happened as well. Like they say, like some people also really needed a break. You know what I mean?
1: So that's how you coping with this downtime? Yeah,
0: right? yeah. But uh, not at all times, though. Uh, I mean, I also had a hard time with this. Uh, <laughs> definitely <laughs> madness. I, I actually,
1: I actually felt good about this protest, Black Lives Matters. Um, mm-hmm. That was. Yeah, also a unexpected problem with uh, police, you know. Yeah. Killing people and I thought this was also a reflection and it brought people together around the world. I thought that
0: was also nice. I thought that was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that the th- one thing that did piss me off um was that in the Dutch government was basically only talking about the, the social distancing instead of this beautiful Peaceful protest that was going on oh, really? in, all over the Netherlands, actually. Seriously. And yeah. whereas, is, whereas is it's so hypocrite because there were a lot of people that were uh, on the terrace, and definitely not all one with social distance, you know. Mm, yeah. Um. So that already says a lot. Again, about society and racism, right. and uh, how we still need to, yeah, keep this this protest going. Actually,
1: yeah. It- they, I mean, they was, must have covered.
0: They that. they covered the protest, but they were, they the kept protest. talking on how it will cause maybe of a new curve or whatever, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah.
1: Cause I found Amsterdam to be so peaceful and so spirited and cultural.
0: yeah but that's what people think but there's a a lot of work to be done here as well and also police violence and that's why it's super good that that's um yeah you're doing this the protests racial profiling as well yeah definitely
1: because i i had a really funny feeling um the last time i was there uh in 2019 uh uh Mm -hmm. traveling on the bus and the bus drivers were quite weird
0: Mm.
1: really uh tactful and in in munich they're really helpful for some reason yeah. and i don't know if it was a uh ade thing <laughs> people coming <laughs> in and out you know yeah. and they're just fed up with tourists that, or that what?
0: can also be yeah that can also be the fact that people are just fed up with tourists um but yeah there's definitely stuff going on Money. for years already mm-hmm. yeah and uh, le- i don't want to get it into too much but you might have heard about our tradition black pete which you, is no i never heard of that um, actually well it is a uh, tradition on the 5th of december basically like mm-hmm. um santa claus but then this man is called Santa Claus, and he mm-hmm. has like um uh, <clears throat> black helps which oh, okay yeah, you can imagine where it comes oh yeah from. And um, yeah, during this tradition, people are still uh, pretty yeah.
1: angry about it. Black,
0: right? no, black, using blackface. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. which is actually o- already illegal in some other countries, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um,
1: and very yeah. agitative to uh, people around the world looking in from the outside looking in. Right? Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I thought it was really amazing this protest here that Munich and everybody came together peaceful. Mm -hmm. um it was really shocking to see the diversity and um how um at one point in the protest the announcer asked for everyone to be silent for eight minutes Mm -hmm. and whatever seconds that was it took for uh this gentleman to die george floyd to die oh yeah yeah and that feeling of kneeling down everybody kneeling down I got goosebumps right now yeah and yeah. kneeling down in this silence and not only the silence was overwhelming but when you're as you're sitting on your knees and we were kneeled on gravel and you have these rocks and it's pain and, and eight minutes and you're feeling this uncomfort and this at some point I think it was like somewhere around five minutes at some point, it felt like it could be someone taking your breath away. You know, this pain—I mean, nothing mm-hmm. like that feeling. But I mean, I could imagine just this. Uh, uh, This—you want to uh, you wanna resist? You want to stand up and get off your knees, but you can't because, in honor and and, and solidarity to to this moment, you couldn't. You really feel that—that that was really—that really felt good after yeah. getting up. And, and it was really—I was really amazed with the uh, with the support that they that they did it was really nice really really nice they had any uh, protests there
0: yeah actually in amsterdam uh, they also had a moment of uh silence and it, it was also very very powerful yeah
1: goosebumps how would you describe the music scene at the moment in amsterdam obviously we're at standstill but <laughs> do you think people or uh, other artists and club uh event promoters are preparing for the the curve or you think they're just hopeless now i think there's won't be another chance for are they looking forward to 2021
0: yeah definitely 2021 um that's just sounds more realistic but of course mm-hmm. we still have to see and um yeah the, the amsterdam itself and the scene of course Has a lot of, you know, um, made a name for itself with clubs Mm -hmm. like Trou, Studio 80, and uh, the school shelter, Radion. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think before even COVID, um, because of uh, the expensive and the rents getting uh, more expensive, right? Just like you see in the UK and Berlin, like more and more clubs had to close their doors. Right. So, and, um, Yeah, I think it's important that also from the government for the the, the culture scene, basically, that there should be more opportunities for because otherwise it will just, I don't think it will completely disappear. But yeah, it's becoming more and more difficult, basically.
1: So you think the clubs and the nightlife was very beneficial to the economy there?
0: Yeah, it is as well, but they, they're not making it uh, easier with now the, the rents being higher and mm-hmm. higher in the center. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you see, mostly you see the clubs moving more and more to the borders of Amst—yeah, uh, of Amsterdam.
1: Yeah. Is that a good thing?
0: Uh, depends where you live. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, mm-hmm. uh, it's fine. I mean... Yeah, I I actually don't go to the center that much anymore and that's also part of the tourism, of course, but uh, yeah, and and now with COVID, um, yeah, I think slowly things start to happen a little bit. I think with the new new rules, it's maybe will be uh, maximum 100 people, so I think I also talked about with like some some friends and colleagues uh, internationally that i think it will start with small pl- parties again and um i actually don't really mind that because i like intimate parties mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. um so yeah mm-hmm. and uh yeah i think the streaming will definitely go on but um
1: <laughs> well we'll see i like to let everyone know how we met um uh yeah. every year uh i think it's last since 2015 me and three other friends of mine marcus meta uh carrot uh shannon shaliko we decided to go every year to the amsterdam uh and meet and we uh we were at Braca ground right this is
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh that was uh sound lab right
0: sound lab yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah
1: <laughs> and i was eating breakfast and waiting for the guys and uh, a couple of them showed up, and then I guess I was there about an hour. And I guess you had started. What time did you start that morning?
0: Well, it was afternoon, but it was morning afternoon. for us, maybe. Yeah, yeah okay, Eddie. lunch. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I started at three, something like that. It's, I did like a five hour set. Yeah. Wow.
1: And part of that time, I was sitting there. um, obviously it is for me and uh in uh what is the restaurant what is it what is it called there you remember the one right next to where you behind where you were at the yeah, I, i'm not sure what
0: the name is but it's a flamish restaurant yeah, basically flamish, yeah. yeah really
1: really really nice and i was sitting there and i i heard the, the progress in your sound and i was like wait a minute hold up and obviously with the podcast i'm my ears are wide open all the time for new <laughs> uh new talent and I got up, I walked to the uh, the gangway and I kind of nonchalantly walked around and turned around and I looked and I saw you, TJ, and, and I saw this pretty young lady doing her thing. And and I gathered the courage to <laughs> come to you and give you my card. I did do that, right? I gave you my card and, and yes. asked you if you'd interested. And, and then it, I guess it took us now about half a year yeah <laughs> to, make, to, make, <laughs> to make it happen yeah but obviously you were probably in transition buying your new home and everything and getting getting settled again and then COVID.
0: yeah and honestly like during this sound lab kind of things there's a lot of people coming up to you also like uh, some people that i want to take a picture that never happens normally, but uh, you know, it's such a big thing Amsterdam at, at dance events and so many people all over the world um, But I'm happy that definitely that we kept in touch because uh, yeah, I later discovered uh, um, Actually the person you are with the whole soul train background and uh, producing and I was like, yeah, thank you that we
1: My whole passion has come from dance so mm. and and to the music and dj so yeah i really appreciate that i had the feeling that you were a high-spirited uplifting positive person that enjoys life am yeah. i correct
0: yes but like i yeah it's also because i just love music i couldn't live okay. without music basically so Who whenever could? i'm playing yeah. <laughs> how dare you <laughs> <laughs> um so whenever i'm making or playing music, basically, I'm just super happy. Yeah, simple as that. And especially, like, you know, talking about it with people as well. And, yeah.
1: On that note, what annoys you or pisses you off?
0: Um, yeah, well, uh, currently, yeah, that was actually what I said about the, the Dutch government, like, putting okay. that focus mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. on that instead of the... Peaceful protest, yeah. But I see uh, where you're going to, yeah. I can't think of something else now. Positive vibes still going strong. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Or do you not let things piss you off? I mean...
0: Of course, I'm human, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: What is the, like, th- the What is your pet peeve? <laughs> what did you just hate?
0: Yeah, I just... I, to the current situation, it has to be the ignorance of people that really don't want to you know open their eyes eyes. or yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i'd have to say that
1: yeah Mm. of course you're passionate about music as you said Mm -hmm. um is there anything else that you're passionate about besides music that you love really a lot to do
0: well i guess it's um what we were doing on monday uh cooking and making these amazing dishes and i think actually cooking is also in a way quite similar to DJing because you're mixing ingredients mm-hmm. and you can use the same ingredients but still every time create something, something. different <laughs> true, yeah true. And, and you're well I don't have the stuff like that now but usually with all one you turn also the nuts <laughs> you know
1: nah, of course <laughs> yeah
0: um yeah and I think also about food it's a universal la- language just like music so you don't even have to speak the same language and still experience mm-hmm. something uh, that's what i find really beautiful that was the,
1: that was the title of my uh live stream that i do once a month for timeline music music the universal language oh yeah yeah it's nice. <laughs> strange let's talk about your um production aspirations
0: mm-hmm.
1: you told me that you started learning and studying modular synthesis
0: yeah yeah I um, I actually started DJing in 2013 and I became part of a DJ duo and uh, we also started producing. Uh, then after a time I went uh, solo basically um, and I also from time to time I, I started to, I, I made some stuff but you know the feeling is never good enough but it's still...
1: Uh, <laughs> Perfectionists <laughs> yeah, yeah. are never satisfied.
0: And then I got introduced by a friend uh, to the Modeler Synthesis. And um, yeah, it's just really great because it's, you just start creating basically. And also I believe you can never really recreate as good this analog sound. And uh, you can just like go on and on. It's very addictive. It's like uh, literally my new love.
1: (laughs) Is it expensive as well? Because you can't stop adding on. Or or That's that
0: true, but uh, I, I am glad that uh, I have a lot of friends around me that are in music too. So, um, yeah, they love to share this kind of stuff. And um, yeah,
1: but where do you stop when it comes to modules, Modular synthesis? I mean, do, are you ever? Do you ever? Get yeah, there, the most, there is
0: no stop. I think. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> do
1: you ever get the most out of? It takes a while to really get the most out of uh, an instrument.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that's how I also describe my own music. Uh, like what I play, it's like this sort of continuous journey without mm-hmm. any fixed end destination. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so. Uh, Is that could
1: that not fixed, non-fixed destination confuse mm-hmm. people along the way or?
0: Yeah, sometimes I, I, can. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I like to do that. <laughs> that's why, I like, um, like in my sets, that's why I also use these different kind of BPMs. You know, it's like I want to surprise and confuse people a little bit as well.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> do you think Amsterdam club goers are really good dancers? <laughs> Is there a real a dance culture? Because now, see, I, I'm gonna I, I'll get to my point later. But what do you think?
0: Yeah, well, good dancers. I mean, like, you know, I think like the 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 rave dancers. It's like a certain dance move that is it's like sort of similar in Berlin. You know, it's just
1: <laughs> the fist pump, that's... the fist pump, and the marching <laughs> and the marching moves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: People
1: can see this now. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny yeah. because, I mean, if you're t- standing behind a DJ booth and you're looking for that dancer, that one that just knows how to get it on. Mm-hmm. Um, in America, what I love about America is, you know, a lot of tunes and songs, people create dance moves. Yeah. The, and and dancers on the dance floor are learning from different dancers. What I learned about Europe it's funny and it's and it's really challenging to the dj that's why i'm all i, I don't like the marching and the pump fits if you're doing yeah. that if you're doing that that's telling me that i'm a little bit too straight or yeah, and, yeah or <laughs> you know and that's why that's why i asked you because mm-hmm. i can dance differently to any kind of music whether it's straight or not mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. the, and so that's why i was <laughs> that's why when i when you talk to me about this journey <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find out where the dance, the dancers are in this place, you know, are in this space.
0: Okay, but hold up. You do know, like we are in the we from the Netherlands, we have like the gabber music come from. What do you think about that dance?
1: I I don't it's know that <laughs> No no no. What, say it
0: again. Like is this very gabber, hubber? Oh it's yeah, it's yeah, very, yeah yeah yeah. Really high BPM, very yeah. fast food work. Is that dance for you? Like you're can, can dance in-
1: I, What I do to that, <laughs> you know, what I do on that music is I dance at half tempo. I don't try mm-hmm. to catch. I don't try to. Uh, if you try to dance like this, you will not make it through the evening. <laughs> so yeah. So people don't realize that you can dance to music that's 170 at half tempo, and you and you save yourself. <laughs>
0: i love that one thank you yeah yeah i was I, I, I was, dan- <laughs> I, was da- I was
1: dancing to ltj Bookham, but because of his his soulfulness i
0: mm-hmm. don't feel
1: like i have to dance straight to the beat and the tempo because the melodies and the other uh, all the other ingredients are not as fast they're mm-hmm. they're on different beat signatures so if you can follow yeah. those beat signatures I'm watching everybody else around me and they're watching me dance funny. I, I look funny to them because I'm not da- dancing a tempo, but I am dancing yeah. from feeling. Yeah. You know, so, and the minute you start concentrating on the tempo, you tire yourself out. Sooner or later, you're done. And that's why the consumption of other consuming other things. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's why they also uh, have certain things,
1: huh? <laughs> so, yeah. And so I like to, I like to, 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 when I, as a dancer, I like to know the difference between those two and that had, I had to come to that mm-hmm. conclusion. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. When did you start DJing? So, um, in
0: 2013, actually, I mean, I've always been crazy about music and, um, for work, I, um, I, I traveled a lot, uh, for five years straight, um, and lived in many places so I would always also have the tradition to buy a vinyl anywhere I come in New York, Paris, whatever. And um, I was also always trying to find the best parties, of course, and uh, organizes record stores. So um, in L.A., for example, I met uh, Andrew Sudo from uh, Dirty Epic. Um who's actually a US agent from some of my friends as well and um I was so happy to find some gu- good music there you know oh, wow, I mean okay. what I find like good music okay. at least in LA Okay um and in London I went a lot to uh, Fonica Records and
1: uh Fonica Yeah Oh yeah ooh that's, and, um, that's a, is that a nice place to shop
0: Yeah, definitely. And it's like, yeah, I was just for work also around that area. So in between, I would just come and hang out, listen to music and uh, became mates with some, with some people there, Nick Williams, shout out. (laughs) And um, yeah, I also learned a lot about music and discovered new stuff. And um, yeah, I I, I reached a point that I was like, I really need to do something with this, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, once once I started playing, it was like so eye-opening and amazing. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah.
1: In a few words, can you describe your sets?
0: <laughs> well, um, I'd have to say that... Um, I think my music is mostly kind of obscure and what we also said, it's unpredictable, right, okay. deep sounds mm-hmm, mm-hmm, with
1: mm-hmm.
0: no fixed destination, yeah.
1: Do you find yourself choosing a program by how you feel or uh, off emotions or...?
0: Yeah, that's, that also happens I think from time to time and um, I mean my music taste is quite broad um, and I already think I put a lot of styles in my sets but yeah, I think the set I made, uh, the first I made for you, is kind of also has a bit more of a positive like vibe, yeah. vibe to it. Mm-hmm. My club sets are actually quite really really dark so.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, And I felt like we need that In this time Just a little bit But still deep And Mm -hmm. warm And Mm -hmm. yeah
1: Mm -hmm. So this uh, I guess the bi-monthly Is a great chance To give people A window Into Who you are Inside and out Physically Or Not physically But uh, what I mean by that (laughs) is um, Emotionally uh, Yeah And this is kind of The fun That I am I'm looking forward to From each bimonthly monthly artists. I really think that uh, everyone expresses themselves quite differently, but it's really, mm-hmm. it's really nice. So I'm looking forward to the highs and the lows and the darks and the, yeah, yeah the dark, and dark and the light. Yeah, and you know, so that's, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Um, I, I am sure that you're missing playing in your hometown and the club scene and the everything. Um, did you have any residencies?
0: No residencies, but um yeah, my last party was in February. That just was right before things got really crazy here, um, at Veronica's ship, which actually is a old um, uh, ship that used to be like on a pirate oh, radio ship. station. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and. Um, yeah, it was uh, amazing party. I really liked the vibe there as oh, well. Yeah? Like the, the yeah, it's it's a lot more intimate. Also, like the dance floor and stuff like that. And um, we actually did a um, fundraiser for the bushfires in Australia. Okay. Um, but yeah, can you imagine uh, what has happened since?
1: Oh yeah. But
0: yeah. Um, yeah, I do miss it a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And were there any? Like, really highlights that you can think of that was like your best gig, the the most. If you, st- I, this gig was so, the party was so great, I stayed up for three days. What, <laughs> I mean, are you, do you have any of those moments, great um, moments that you can think of?
0: I think, uh, first time playing at Radion. Um, oh, I love this. And place. Um, I love yeah, this. Yeah, and place, I played man. downstairs actually, which is basically wow. like, uh, really like a dungeon cave and it was <laughs> super dark. And I remember the guys were already saying like, oh, so what are you going to play? I was like, yeah, I'm going to start at 100 BPM. And they were like, what? And then later they also heard the sounds. They were like, oh my God, you're going from one to the other is crazy. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was a good one.
1: The, ra- the Radeon is, I felt like you could go any place mm-hmm. music wise, really. And the sound system was really nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: They, they also have another room upstairs, right? Like a theater, isn't it? Correct?
0: Yeah, that's true. I believe they're doing, starting to do some some things there now to um, Corona proof. I'm not sure yet, but I saw some stuff coming by. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because uh, free rotation was there um, with, and um, I, I was there for their event, and with DJ Bone also played that day and uh, nice. Yeah, a lot of electro guys was. Uh, it's really and it was really great because I had a chance to get away from the, the regular guys. We normally go to the ADE and we're going to most of the big festivals and this was a I mm-hmm. really want I really felt like I wanted to little go to more smaller spaces and get kind of get the club vibe instead of this big arena vibe stuff. And I yeah. I was yeah, yeah. So I was I was really I was really glad that I did. So, you know. Um Yeah, I, I'm, I
0: have to say I you know, I can't go to the school um, regularly, but I also like the smaller venues, actually. For example, Garage North. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. Mm. And um, yeah, they also give an opportunity to like just new concepts. Oh, great. And, you know, that's really nice.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. How, how do you think they're going through this trying times now? You think they're devastated? I think,
0: um, yeah but uh, for example they also have kind of have a restaurant so i think a lot of people okay. do mm-hmm. what they can do okay. mm-hmm. yeah
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um besides the music what else do you do are you are you a, a lawyer uh <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um well I call myself actually I uh Polymath because um I've yeah I've been doing a lot of things actually from modeling to styling. Oh nice project management. Nice. Uh I'm still curating and writing for a, a trend platform from nice. New
1: York. transplant. Oh nice. Yeah.
0: And uh what is it called? Yeah, just Trendland.
1: Okay, nice. Mm-hmm
0: and um
1: yeah you did some modeling too right
0: yeah yeah
1: uh when was that
0: so (coughs) that was the time that was uh traveling five years full-time okay like
1: was it crazy the travel
0: the traveling i was doing from 2010 to 2015 something like that yeah yeah, crazy. It's like a surrealistic world. But I also am very grateful uh, For the opportunity. that I got to travel mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so much and meet all these people and creative people. Mm-hmm. And um, I also, you know, re- connected some of these people and uh, some beautiful projects coming mm-hmm. out of mm-hmm. that as well.
1: Mm-hmm. What kind of model would you say, so, you say you were? Were you a glamour model or a, <laughs> uh, just a sports model or uh Magazine. i think
0: i was doing mostly high fashion okay yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah and your favorite fashion brand oh. if there's one
0: um yeah it's difficult but i'd have to say then in this case rick owens okay you know uh
1: i'm gonna look it up know? i'm gonna look it up I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up rick owens but i'm not <laughs> sure what, no but i'm uh i will i will definitely look that up um what was your musical vision for this episode of the Decisive Podcast Bi-Monthly Series? Is there a message that everyone should be aware of while listening?
0: Well, um, I really want to, like I said, I I always really want to create create a certain journey. Um, mm-hmm. I want to keep on surprising people. Okay, and also. I want to definitely play familiar, but also unfamiliar musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's still a bit vague, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I like to keep it a bit broad. Yeah.
1: Well, the process people people will slowly it understand. It might be uh,
0: also a process in itself.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, and yeah. that, and that's kind of what I expect. I can yeah. expect, and I hope that everyone else expects that we or not uh, trying to define you in this one particular episode. So you have to just come back <laughs> every, yeah. uh, by, yeah, every, for the bi-monthlies. And I'm sure you all will be uh, be mesmerized and uh, excited about her her uh, music. Cause I was, uh, and I'm very glad that you decided to, to join us and be part of this. Um, and I'm hoping to get more females in, involved. Mm-hmm and uh uh, with that said i want to say claire thank you for joining me today i really appreciate you and i look forward to working with you throughout this uh bi-monthly series and i hope that you are safe is there is there anything positive you would like to tell our audience as they're getting through these times
0: anything positive yeah i would say like keep yeah simple keep safe keep sane. And yeah, most important, like talk to people, your mm. friends, your family, yeah. with distance, kind of. <laughs>
1: mm. It's hard though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But please do. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, yeah. I'm sorry.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: well, let's dive in. Let's dive in right now and listen yes. to, your, to your sound. And everyone, uh, please listen to the end. And if you want to listen to her mix in its entirety, um, just please go to the SoundCloud page. I will post it again uh, on our uh, SoundCloud page. And that will be on Saturday, I believe, Claire, just so you know. So mm-hmm. you can tell your, tell your friends and followers. Yeah. Uh, um, but I really want people to really listen to the interview and who you are. And each time we do this, it's very important that they understand the person behind the music. Thanks again.
0: Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Hello this is Claire Granlund from Amsterdam. This is my first bi-monthly mix for the Decisive podcast series hosted by Roberto Ingram and I am very excited to take you on this journey with me that I call Dark Sense with no fixed destination. I am obsessed with obscure sounds that consist of acids, dub and breakbeats. And during these mix series, you will hear familiar, but also some less familiar producers. I don't discriminate. Not based on how known an artist is, um, their color, gender, nor the BPM. Especially as I like to mix all the styles and BPMs and challenge myself to create a coherent musical journey. So yeah, let's get into it. (laughs)
1: All right. <laughs> Okay, and as we slowly bring this podcast to an end, thank you everybody for joining in. Hopefully that you have enjoyed this program and the interview with our guest today. I am very excited about the overcoming of this virus. It looks like we will be faced with trying times and hopefully this brings us all together. I hope that you and your families are safe I will continue to try to give you the best podcast possible. I hope that you will find it in your heart to support us and follow us at Instagram, SoundCloud, Podomatic, Mixcloud, Facebook. And again, I'm Roberto Q. Ingram signing off. Come back. Ciao.